And it's a very good afternoon on this beautiful uh, winter's Sunday afternoon. The sun's shining, we're up and about, and... Uh, birds are it's, singing. It's birds are singing. And you know what they're singing? Oh, oh when the saints go marching in. That's what oh, they're singing, I'll Scotty. I'll tell you what, mate... <laughs> uh, Where there's a will, there's a way, is all I'm going to say. Uh, And you know where I'm coming from. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it means two weeks in lockdown. (laughs) With something we've got to do. So, I'm just going to set up today uh, by saying uh, welcome to another um, insightful and intricate investigation into issues, idiosyncrasies, Innate individuals, ideologies, imaginations instigated initially into inordinate infinitesimal ideas. Aye, 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 aye. The eyes aye, have aye, it. The, eyes, the have eyes have it. Very good, Scotty. Well, we've got tons to get through. Welcome to you, Rutsy, oh, and uh, to, you, to Two Smoking Guns as we do it again. Uh, and we hope you just sit back and uh, have a bit of a giggle, uh, have a laugh uh, with us or at us. We don't mind. We can't hear you. You can only hear us. So, <laughs> And then, uh, then, of course, I've uh, I, I've done the uh, the ultimate sin, haven't I, today? I've, what have you done? I've hijacked the music. Oh, you have? Yes. Yes, uh, for, for, oh, for the listeners. Uh, out there, my song theme of the day is delegation, <laughs> and I've delegated to Scotty. Rather, rather, he he's foisted himself upon the playlist. Yes, I have. In fact, uh, well, what I decided was um, I've thoroughly enjoyed the journey you've taken me on yes. in terms of music, and I probably haven't uh, reciprocated well enough. By uh, expunging some of the uh, interest that I had yes. in terms of just music, and I just sat down. and I thought, you know what, I could easily just uh, pick an album out and say I love that album and play a whole bunch of songs. But I've actually uh, requested of you, so you're going to play for yourself <laughs> to listen yes. to yes. Um, a little montage of things that I uh, have enjoyed over the journey, I'm and uh, I'll it. be interested to know uh, if there's any of it that you haven't heard before. Uh, I suspect. You probably have heard it all no, before, I've heard being it all the aficionado that you, uh, but that you are. I must say, it spans quite a diverse uh, collection. Yes. And quite a time period. Yeah, well, I just thought there's one that uh, I like. It's about sort of about my kids. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one um, that sort of harks back probably a bit to uh, to something my dad enjoyed, uh, of which I also enjoy. Oh, that's nice. um, and then back to a time where I shared a house with a couple of other reprobates, and this was a, a, a song that got played. In, in well, I've, I've ad got, nauseum I've is got the, word the list I'm of for. songs here. Yes. And when, you, when I play them, I might guess what they're referring to yeah. <laughs> well there you go I'll, uh, I'll i'll give you the little backstory or a uh, front story whichever you'd like and uh now you've got you've gone heavy today oh, we, i've got we've a couple just, of heavy topics so i i've um i've got a bit of light stuff yeah, so i'll get that out right early. yeah okay um but <laughs> I, I i want to talk about um a little bit of funny stuff um i want to talk about uh what I want to get to is the race to Mars, which I think is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And I also want to talk about the Titans of Tech. Titans yes. of Tech. This is Facebook and Amazon. Oh. So I want to get there's into a, there's that. There's a bit going on in that there's space, is there? There's a bit going on, and there's another pun, bit I've pun, got. But, um, mm. It's about a Chinese separatist group, Scotty. Uh, mm. Yeah, well, I've got a couple of hackers that I'm going to talk mm. about today. So. <laughs> so in amongst all of the frivolity that's normally on the show, there's a couple of a couple of heavy items, but um, we'll kick off the show with something a little bit light. And I noticed this through the week that yep. um, 
This is a, a little one called The Tax Office is Taking the Mickey. This is a technical glitch is to blame for 176 tax refund checks bearing the signatures of Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney uh, going out to uh, to taxpayers in the US. The refunds were mailed out with the signatures of Disney and his most famous cartoon creation instead of Rhode Island General Treasurer Seth McGinza and State Controller Peter Keening. Right. Uh, the spokesperson told um, WJTV there was a technical error in the tax division's automated refund check printing system. <laughs> were, so. were they outsourcing to Disneyland? <laughs> I wonder whether the checks the checks were Mickey Mouse as well. Oh, you know, well, so I mean that that's, that'd be great getting your refund check from a Disney character. Oh, that, that'd be absolutely frame. I'd, I'd like to get mine from Donald Duck or Elmer Fudd. He was my favourite <laughs> Elmer Fudd. I'd like or the Coyote yeah, Coyote yeah. from Roadrunner. Yeah, well, I was going to say well, no. I, I'll uh, I'll take the Roadrunner. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, I like him or, too. Or let's let's go the other way. What what about uh, what about something uh, you know in the sitcom sort of um, genre? Yeah. Would you like one from um, Colonel Clink? Colonel Clink or Schultz? <laughs> Clink, you idiot! <laughs> or uh, or yeah, Stargard? Or um, Gilligan? Gilligan, <laughs> Just getting yeah. a check from Gilligan, yeah, hey? Gilligan or uh, Fred Flintstone? Or Fred? Yeah, Fred, be or good. Barney? Yeah, Barney. Bit of Barney Rubble. Bit of Barney. Uh, I just think that'd be hilarious. Be good. I'd be lighting up your day too if the tax office instead oh, of sending out, good. you know, your, your tax check if you're lucky enough to get one. Yeah. Um. F- just just make up a mix of names. Just keep, keep a bit of fun. Yeah. Put it on Disney stock. So instead of getting money, uh, Fred Flintstone might send you rocks. <laughs> rocks in the mud. <laughs> bit of gravel. <laughs> Now, I, the other one I liked through the week was um, basketball champion Andrew Bogut. He was a big, yeah, tall basketball player for big, Australia. The big Bogut unit. Yep. He's blasted Craig Hutchison on social media, mocking the ratings of his radio station and predicting it would fail under his reign. Ooh. This is after the Croc Media boss had joked that the basketballer was overpaid. Oh. Most basketballers are overpaid, frankly, oh, well. so he's really not calling him out. Yeah. But Bogut's savage comments came after Hutchison had a sly dig uh, about the former NBA player's Sydney Kings basketball team and said he did not know why Bogut did not like him. Bogut tweeted, no, no, this is gold. Mr. Hutchie, worry about your failing radio station ratings that are burning cash. Looks oh. like said station will follow the footy show under your lead. I know Vic is in lockdown and you couldn't grab your box or ten of Krispy Kremes for brekkie. Oh, wackety <laughs> wack. Keep my name out of your mouth. Oh. Hutchinson, said he wasn't, Hutchinson said he wasn't offended. <laughs> oh. uh, so uh, apparently the stash erupts. It's as deep, because Hutchie's apparently chairman of the Melbourne United. Yes, and he is. Bogut's Sydney King. So there's a bit of Sydney-Melbourne yeah. rivalry yep. going on at the moment. Bit of to and fro And he's, he's given you, know, if we were happy to overpay him like the Sydney Kings are, I'm sure he would, yeah, yeah, so it goes on. But he's giving him a whack about the Krispy Kremes oh. for brekkie. So yeah. they're, they're going toe-to-toe on Twitter, not that I, I follow the tweeting that much, but um, I, just, I just have it just so I can keep abreast of what Donald's thinking mainly. <laughs> now hang on. You can't use the words Donald and thinking in the same <laughs> yeah. sentence. That's an oxymoron. Yeah, very funny. Or just a moron. <laughs> I love, I love, well, he is an oxymoron because I, I, I love the fact that during the week, he, oh. I'll get to the Tech Titans in a little bit later on in the show, but um, he tweeted about them, which is ironic given that the very people that own Twitter are the ones he's having a crack at. Yeah, correct. Now, um, just I'll, I'll pass to you after this, Scotty, but this, this just has to be mentioned over the years. 
Um, I don't know if you recall the silly uh, young lady, Eve Black, apparently her name was, yep. who um, went through the roadblock, yep. uh, the COVID roadblock, yep. and uh, laughed about it. And, um, you know, she um, posted it on social media, blah, 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 blah. Well, there's a little article in the paper through the week. Turns out she's got a, an alternative career. Oh. Yes. Apparently she's a toppy. Is she, I was going to say, is she a brain surgeon? You know what a toppy is, Scotty? A toppy. Uh, does she uh, play cricket? Is she a leg spinner? Is it's, she a, uh, a it's, it's Melbourneian slang, apparently, for oh. a topless waitress. Oh, yes. that, that's sort of toppy. So she, she, she larks about uh, with an alternative career oh. when she's not uh, doing COVID pranks. Right. Um, and there's a whole article in the paper on her. It's a family show, so I won't go too into it. But right. um, she apparently has some exotic tricks that right. she gets up to. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting through the week. So there's, it's accompanied by some racy snaps of well, it, uh, which uh, really don't make for good radio, but I just thought that was pretty interesting. So she's not sure. Uh, there's a bit more to her. And you wonder whether it's all just a bit of a stunt, don't you? Because yeah, I'm the cynic. Yeah, she's doing this, yeah, pulling the prank, and then she's yeah. advertising her um, career. Is that uh, her hobby or her pastime or her current employment pursuits? Do you think she might fall into the same category as the young lass we had several years ago that was the boom oh, her. girl? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember her. She's, she's about... She's, she's, she's had her 15 minutes of fame, Let's, shall we say that. All I heard was chick, chick, boom. Chick, chick, and boom. And this one's now gone, oh my goodness, you pulled me over and by the way... I'm an exotic dancer. I'm an exotic dancer. There you go. Uh, uh, anyway. So there's a bit of brain power going around, Scotty. Well, I just shows uh, when you can't fill up the paper, uh, the papers with all of the the, the stuff that's going on, um, and, and that gets some air. Um, it, uh, <laughs> it's uh, seriously. Just, well, it's one of the few yeah. things that sticks out that isn't COVID-related or oh, graph-related. So it, it, uh, it uh, came to my attention, put it that way. All right. Well, uh, well, I've got a, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to talk to you sort of throughout the course of the next couple of hours about uh, there's been some findings up at Stonehenge. Oh, I love and I, this. And, and, I, and I read, um, I was actually watching a piece on it, and they were talking about the, um, uh, the stones. Yeah. And the stones, uh, and, and you might, uh, and please, well, please feel free I've to do there. so. Um, uh, I've driven past it. Mm. I've just went, oh, there's Stonehenge, and I kept going. Yeah, how good was I? Um, on my way to Bath. Correct. Um, yeah, correct. correct. But uh, what I was watching was that uh, this allegedly goes back, you know, two and a half, two and a half thousand years BC. Mm. So we're talking, you know, four thousand before years ago. Corona. Before Corona, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it goes back to uh, January this year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but they're talking about these things, uh, you know, each of these rocks weighing like 30 tons. 30 ton. 30 yeah. ton per block. Per block. And actually elevating that and then sitting it on two other blocks and uh, just yeah. making a little entrance. <laughs> yeah. It was... I mean, I just I find the whole thing absolutely fascinating. Well, but it, it, it's, it's a fascinating place to visit. Um, we, went, we went there a couple of years back yep. and uh, it's really quite eerie. Is um, it? Is you know, it? you've basically got these huge monolithic stones in, the, in a field of green. Yeah. And no one really has... There's a lot of strong clues as to what they were. It was obviously sun worship and it was back in those days, yeah. more pagan rituals and those sorts of things. Yeah. But how they got there in the first place Correct. is still quite uh, baffling. And they're now saying that they were quarried about 25 k's away. So how do you quarry a stone that big and yeah. then drag it yeah. 
to the to the current I mean, that's, place. That's twenty five k's, and back then they didn't have cranes and pull, pulleys, pulleys or anything or anything. No. So how have they got them there? They've had to chop down a whole lot of trees and roll them on logs or something. Well, possibly. Or did ten thousand men just drag them? Hmm. You know, did like aliens come from outer well, space. And, uh, and then you know the whole piece then is um, don't worry about the fact that they got them there. Then they elevated them. <laughs> they had to push Actually, them up. Actually, they, they put one on top of the other. Yeah. You know, at like, and not two feet off the ground. I mean, in your estimation, given that you have been there, oh, how yeah, high? 20 foot, Twenty foot. So twenty feet, in the, twenty yeah. ton block yeah. raised twenty feet in the air. That's a lot of blokes going four, one, two, three, <laughs> heave. And if one bloke doesn't heave when yeah, he's told, but, but but heaving how? I yeah. mean, you, do you do you build an infrastructure whereby you sort of lift it up an inch at a time? I mean, they wouldn't have. It's not as if scaffolding R us were around <laughs> no, at the no. time. There was, or, there was you no, know, no coats higher. No, <laughs> I mean, not a not even old mate Union fixer could. <laughs> well, there's, well, there you go. The last largest stands at nine point one meters tall, so they're not all that tall, but but they're you know they're at least three no, four yeah, meters no, tall. That, that's thirty feet then, mate. Yeah, nine point one yeah. meters is close go. enough to about thirty feet. So they're right. all between twenty and thirty feet. Yep. Um, yeah, so that that's fascinating though. Yep. So now they know where they were quarried, which is terrific, yep. and yep. they've done that via um, geochemical testing, I believe, Scotty. Geochemical. Do you want to talk me through testing. geochemical testing? Uh, that's where life begins in a test tube, or <laughs> something goes into so a test know tube, what or geochemical um, would be. Yeah. But I'm assuming they've done traces of the stone um, constituents. Right. Uh, and trace them back to so it. So is that the equivalent of human, d- human DNA? Probably it's stone DNA. Is, is it's probably stone DNA? Yes, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. But, mate, I know I'm but with you. The other you, thing they're called, yeah. they're called sarsens. Yes. They're called, I, the actual stones are called sarsens. I did read and I that. I don't know why. Um, yeah. Well, I, I just find, I actually find the whole thing really quite fascinating. And if anybody has any theory on how uh, that was done... Uh, I mean, are the pyramids in the same in the same category? A sarsen is a silicified sandstone boulder of a kind which occurs on the chalk downs in southern England. Yeah, right. Okay. Such stones were used constructing Stonehenge and other prehistoric monuments. Yeah. So probably monuments to the sun or sun gods or yeah, yeah. It's just it's just got me absolutely. Uh, flabbergasted uh, as to how they could even remotely um, create what they did. I mean, you know, standing one up on its end would be hard enough, let alone lifting one, lifting one up. Well, I'm going to let you go away and do a bit of oh, Google discovery I, on how they might have got them there, well, I'll, you what, I'll, I'll be back in about a decade, because <laughs> I reckon that's how long it's going to take me to find out. But no, I'm with you, mate. It's um, I reckon that's fascinating stuff like that, uh, how those things come about and whatnot. So. Now, I wanted to go with this one for you, because there's been some debate about mask wearing. Well, there's no debate about it, but obviously no one's enjoying wearing the the masks, but we're all doing it for the greater good. And well, uh, most of us are. Yeah, most of us yeah, are. Yeah, correct, yeah, correct. A few buffoons and, out there. Um, you know, we'll uh, hopefully find out this afternoon what um, what the ramifications of the last week have well, been. We're going to we're going to take. Uh, well, we'll have a, I'll keep an eye on the when dangerous in, comes interweb on, and see whether dangerous comes on. <laughs> 
He's had more names than not dinners, has he? Not the last six weeks. Chairman, dictator. Yeah, dictator. Dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah, Yeah, I quite like dangerous. Dangerous. I'm I'm going with dangerous. I might make up a T-shirt. But this is is to the people. I love dangerous. This is to the people that, uh, like our friend, the um, Uh, exotic dancer uh, and COVID COVID warrior, um, the freedom not to wear a mask, right? Because yeah. a lot of people have been doing The Karens have been doing it, right? The Karens, the Bunnings and all. I'll talk about Karen in a minute, actually. Oh. And um, so this is, uh, this, is, uh, this is a little funny little thing off the, off the net. It says, welcome to the Freedom Cafe. We trust you to make your own choices if you want to wear a face mask. And in the same spirit of individual liberty, we allow our staff to make their own choices about the safety procedures they prefer to follow as they prepare and serve your food. We encourage employees to wash their hands after using the bathroom, but understand that some people may be allergic to certain soaps or may simply prefer not to wash their hands. It is not our place to tell them what to do. We understand that you may be used to chicken that has been cooked to 165 degrees. We do have to respect that some of our cooks may have seen a meme or a YouTube video saying that 100 degrees is fine, and we do not want to encroach on their beliefs. Some (laughs) servers may wish to touch your food as they serve it. There is no reason that a healthy person with clean hands can't touch your food. We will take their word for it uh, that they are healthy and clean. Water temperature and detergent are highly personal choices, and we allow our dishwashing team to decide how they prefer to wash the silverware that you will put in your mouth. Some of you may get sick, but almost everyone survives food poisoning. We think you'll agree it's a small price to pay for the sweet freedom of no one ever being told what to do, and especially not for the silly reason of keeping strangers healthy. <laughs> that's, just, sorry, that's a little just, bit of a just, retort to the anti-vaxxer, non-face wearing mask attack. Sorry, forgive me, I missed who the author of that diatribe I was. No, it's the Freedom Cafe. It's the Freedom <laughs> yes, Cafe. It's a Is little it? bit of a joke. Scotty, but right. uh, okay. I think it's highly appropriate in the circumstances. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, when people start sprouting individual freedom, just get a laugh. What and move about on. these three bananas that went to Queensland? The uh, the, oh, the, the, the the Botox bananas. Yeah, the Botox bananas. Yeah, yeah. B one two and three. B one two. I tell you, mate, the, the way you fix this, you either change the fine to ten thousand dollars, put them in jail, mate. or uh, you threaten to send them to uh, Karaba on jail in uh, in Bali. Whatever the name I'd of love, that jail was, I'd love to go to Bali. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be a reward, no, mate. Going actually, to Bali. I, I thought um, I was I was talking to my uh, my better you'd, half. You'd sentence them to a year without um, makeup or cosmetic surgery, no, mate. No, and no, they wouldn't survive. Yeah, that. no. Let's let's cut to the chase. I tell you where we send them to Central Australia. We build a cyclone fence about 30 feet high with barbed wire across the top. And a it's, wall. And it's electrified. <laughs> and then you go and get just uh, a couple of shipping containers yeah. from uh, down in the industrial parts of Melbourne, stick them out there, and shut the gate. Sounds like Manus Island, mate. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you, mate, seriously. I, it's, You've had enough? I've, 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 I was talking to someone during the week. And um, the chap that I sort of uh, see regularly as as I do some shopping, and he said, uh, he said the world's gone mad now. He said people now are really starting to lose their. So he's in retail, right? So he's in 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 in, uh, food. And he said, uh, he said, I'm arguing with my partner. He said, people are coming in here; they're super grumpy now. So we're almost at we're almost at this breaking point, mm. you know. With uh, and goodness knows what we're going to hear in about 
10 minutes time well, we'll see. and I know we've got to go to a song uh, oh, we're going to look after our sponsors um, uh, in, in a second but uh, he's just said he just noticed a, uh, a monumental shift this week in people's attitudes patience sense of humour you know the whole nine yards and he said uh, Nah, he said, uh, things are getting a bit tough. Things are getting <laughs> tough. I mean, we're tough. We're toughing it out. But, uh, you know, it's been a long time. You mm. know, we, it, we, you know, it sort of goes back to sort of end of Feb, early March. And she's been a long haul. And, uh, and it, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. Well, this is well we're still here. Well, you know, well, you know, we're just coming, get, come and do this. So, and the reason we're so, here is because we've got really good sponsors. Well... <laughs> You and look after them, and we'll, we'll be back. We'll look after them, and then I might. Uh, coming out of the, the uh, going to play some these, music. I might play the first of your Scotty selections. Oh, now you're going to play it? With you want me to say what about it before nah, you play you can, it or after? You can backfill it, mate. I'll backfill. I'll back announce it. Back announce it. Good one. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Hi, this is Paul McCartney on behalf of Rad. If you're drinking, you can't drive my car or any car. And remember, don't drink and drive. It's just not worth it. A message from Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Hi, I'm Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton. Right now, we're experiencing higher rates of community transmission of coronavirus. That means it's more important than ever that we each do what we can to protect ourselves and each other. Wearing a mask will provide you with a physical barrier to coronavirus. But we also need to remember, masks are not the only way to stay safe. Wherever you can, keep one and a half metres apart from others, wash your hands often and cough or sneeze into a tissue or your elbow. And if you have symptoms, get tested. Victoria, let's stay home and let's stay safe. Southern FM The sounds of the Bayside Tarzan Wasn't a ladies man He'd just come along and scoop him up under his arm like that Quick as a cat in the jungle But Clark Kent, now there was a real gent He would not be caught sitting around in no 
jungle ski Dumb as an evil doing nothing Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him Hey Bob, Sue had a straight job We could have smashed through any bank in the United States He had the strength, but he would not Folks said his family were all dead The planet crumbled, but Superman He forced himself to carry on Get Krypton and keep going Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy And sometimes I despair The world will never see another man Like him Tarzan was king of the jungle and lord over all the apes. But he could hardly string together four words. I, Tarzan, you, Jane. Sometimes when soup was stopping crimes I'll bet that he was tempted to just quit and turn his back on man Join Tarzan in the forest But he stayed in the city Kept on changing clothes and dirty old phone booths Till his work was through Then nothing to do but go home Sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him. And sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him. Scotty, one of the greatest <laughs> tracks of music uh, that I uh, have enjoyed over many, many years, and it's been many, many years since I've actually uh, listened to it back. 
And uh, so there's a couple there you of go. There's a couple yeah. of pieces in there. So first of all, it's, uh, it's by about a band. song about Superman. Yeah, it's uh, so it's uh, by a band called Crash Test Dummies. Yes. It's uh, a Canadian band, if if I'm uh, if I'm correct. Um, and I just think that lead singer and the female uh, vocalist hasn't he got back, a big baritone, baby? Got a big voice, but and I just thought Brad um, Roberts, bass baritone. Yeah, well, I tell you what, as Molly says, do yourself a favour. They've got a couple of other tracks. They've uh, got that one that goes. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, mate, it's uh, it, it entered into a house. Uh, where I was uh, sharing, um, in fact, with my great mate who's uh, who's going well um, out in queue uh, in uh, in hospital. So a shout out to him, and I hope uh, maybe he might be listening this afternoon, and that might put a smile on his dial too, because I reckon we heard that one thousand times uh, in our house. That, uh, that early nineties, three of us. Yeah, oh yeah, mate. It was uh, well. In fact, yeah, early. Well, it, that must have been because um, that was about the time when we we're all uh, when we we're all sort of uh, sharing an abode. Um, ah, we, uh, yeah, well, 91, 93, those yeah, things Yeah, well, there you go. So they must have all literally just been released because it was about certainly about that time and... Um between that and living across the road from the Kingston Hotel in Richmond, and which became, <laughs> which became our kitchen, yes, <laughs> um, it was a fantastic time in our life. And uh, but that song, uh, I just I, I loved it the first time I heard it, and I just thought, you know what, uh, we could do with a Superman right now because he, 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 <laughs> he, he, he won't get paid, <laughs> and you wouldn't blame him if he packed up and wanted to go and live with Tarzan <laughs> in the jungle, would you? So I just thought I love um, some of those. Songs yeah. that Tarzan had four words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Tarzan, you Jane. Correct. Correct. <laughs> but I just thought, thank you for playing that, mate. That's the, the first car crash dummies. Well, I'm not going to say I haven't heard that for a long yeah, time. No cra- crash test dummies. All oh, the crash yep. test dummies. Yep. So I uh, know mixing a, them up with a band I like called Car 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 Seat Headrest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they've got it. They've got another song called Peter. Uh, 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 Peter Pumpkinhead. <laughs> oh no, that's XTC. Uh, no, yeah. these guys have got one too. Oh, have they? Yeah, oh, okay. these guys do. Uh, Peter Pum- uh, Peter Pumpkinhead. Oh, this is, uh, Peter Pumpkinhead came to town, <laughs> oh. and the rest is just history. Oh, but good. it's uh, they are brilliant and uh, oh, well and, uh, done. So yeah, a little bit uh, left of field, and uh, it's like it. probably one of those artists. It's probably a bit like in your genre of um, hearing uh, hearing of a band that not many other people have heard of, and I don't remember them being sort of a very big splash on our airwaves at the time, but uh, it certainly got... Uh, Disappointing a with a voice like that. Oh, I mean, how gold is that voice? Great I voice. mean, how gold is that voice? It's uh, that's brilliant. So um, there you go. That's the first of uh, first of my montage today well, to that's share very with you. Good. Very good. So Thank I you for you sharing. En- hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm just keeping an eye on the uh, on oh, the interweb, yeah. mate. And if we do hear All from right. Dangerous, We're then gonna... we'll uh, we'll cross to him. But there's no sign of him at the moment. So I just wanted to fit in this quick one. Yep. Go. For you it. know how there's been a bit of, uh, and we've done. We've been guilty of talking about Karen. <laughs> Karen! Karen from Brighton, etc. So there's been a bit of that action going on, but what do you actually do if your name is Karen? Oh, yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple of friends who are called Karen, oh, yeah. and they're not enjoying it at the moment. No. So most, many of the world's real Karens, those who have the name on their birth certificate, can laugh along at the joke, but others are pushing back, saying it vilifies them. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
All right. Plenty of women and men, not named Karen, also object to the term, but they say it's sexist and nasty in a way of denigrating middle-aged white women. It's ridiculous. All this sort of stuff. Um, some argue that for millennial women to get fought for the right to speak, the problems with Karens complaining about being called Karen is they just get called Karen again and the Karen cycle spins on. <laughs> So, so is the problem? Um, is the problem? It's going to become vernacular yes. now, whereby we'll go. Don't be such a Karen. Karen yeah, <laughs> and and if your name's Karen, you're going to be subject to lots of Karen jokes. Yeah, and if you start objecting about being jokes about Karen, yeah, it just that's yeah. just it goes down the wheelbarrow. No, it don't, goes down the rabbit hole. No, it just no, keeps going around and around. No, don't do a Karen. Don't do, don't a, Karen. do a Karen. <laughs> or you might even get not. Happy Karen. 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 <laughs> yes, yes. It might be that a that might be a new uh, a new line for uh, for old uh, yellowish pages or something <laughs> that uh, they could do a not happy Karen version. Oh, I tell you what, that uh, that's got some legs for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, that's too funny. Uh, no, I like that, mate. It's um, I know there's been a whole lot of uh, there's been a whole lot about that. In fact, um, not happy. <laughs> Karen! <laughs> exactly. Well done, mate. Good. Yeah. Lovely, uh, lovely little piece there. Hey, um, the world uh, the world is going to come to an end. Um, I, hate to, I hasten to advise you, um, because if there's one thing you don't need a chicken outlet to run out of, what do you reckon? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, well, in fact, it, it is getting quite serious, because um, uh, somebody else in my house today, um, um, the bride... Uh, went shopping uh, for food, uh, essential service. Right. As we are she doing, wasn't panic buying, as we, was she? As we are doing today, because I, I actually checked with Sir Bufton, uh, Tufton Hyphen, yeah. and then I rang the, the really important bloke. So, uh, <laughs> Colin. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> Colin. Um, so uh, I just said, are we okay? We got the all clear to come and do this. And he said, we're, we're an essential. You're allowed to go to work whether you get paid or whether you're a volunteer. So, I mean, we just keep coming to work every Sunday afternoon, don't we're we? We're just part of the I mean, pandemic, we're Scotty. just, you know, we, no, we wear our masks and we do all the right thing, but... Uh, well, mate, um, we might just take a bit of this uh, dangerous press conference. Oh, is he on? He's, uh, he's, he's gone I'll to the stage. Back. He's got oh. one of those wonderful... Um, Sort of interpreters next to him too. Has he got the uh, North Face jacket on today, or has he got a, a suit new jacket? New rules <laughs> for both Metropolitan Melbourne and here we go. All right, here we go. We'll just take a bit of the uh, the Premier Dangerous Down. In cumulative terms, eleven thousand five hundred and fifty-seven coronavirus cases in Victoria. That's six hundred and seventy-one more than we reported yesterday. Seventy-three of those are in connection with known and contained outbreaks or complex cases. 598 of those are under investigation by our public health team. I'm very sad to have to report that the total death toll now as a result of this global pandemic has risen to 123. That is seven more fatalities since our last update. Uh, That is three women in their 70s, two women in their 80s, one man in his 90s uh, and one woman in her 90s. Of those seven cases, six of those have a connection to aged care. If there's any further information that we can provide, then of course we will do that. Can I send my best wishes and condolences to each of those families? This will be a terribly difficult time for them and uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you uh, during uh, this very, very difficult time. We have 6,322 active cases, 385 Victorians are in hospital, 
38 of those are receiving intensive care. In terms of health workers, there are some 649 active cases. Uh, active cases with a connection to aged care, 1,053. Uh, and the metro regional split, uh, again, noting that there is some work still being done to reconcile these numbers. There'll be some further investigative work, but in broad terms, uh, 5,829 uh, in restricted areas, so Melbourne and Mitchell, and 328 cases in regional Victoria. Just before I go, oh, sorry, test, I should also, we don't have an exact number today, there's still a bit of work being done around uh, processing those tests, but one we've done uh, at least, 1,651,953, that is around 18,000 more than our last update. Just before I go into uh, making announcements in relation to new restrictions, both for Melbourne and for regional Victoria, uh, I want to highlight one number in terms of daily numbers that is in many respects the most important number. Uh, as of today, and this number will only grow because as I've just reported to you there are 598 cases that are being investigated by our public health team, but as of today from detective work that's been undertaken in recent days, we have 760, 760 mystery cases, that are, they are active cases where we cannot trace back the source of that person's infection, either who they got it from or where or how. Those mysteries, that community transmission, is in many respects our biggest challenge and the reason why we need to move to a different set of rules. Uh, if you've got that many cases, uh, and they're not just in metropolitan Melbourne, they are in fact in regional Victoria as well, if you've got that many cases of community transmission then you, ha you must assume that you have even more and on that basis you, can't, you can no longer be confident uh, that you've got a precise understanding of how much virus is there. Therefore you've got to err on the side of caution and go further uh, and go harder. Can I just, uh, by way of introduction to these new rules as well, just make a point. The current strategy has avoided our hospital system being completely overwhelmed. The current rules uh, have avoided thousands and thousands of cases each day and then uh, thousands of people in hospital uh, and many more tragedies than we have seen. But it is not working fast enough. And there are a number of different reasons for that. But after a lot of hard work, a lot of detailed analysis, uh, our public health experts, as well as uh, them speaking with their federal counterparts, and I'm sure some interstate colleagues as well, they provided advice to me that simply says if we were to pursue this strategy uh, with a view to driving down numbers to a very low level, a containable level where we could reopen, it would likely be the end of the year before we were able to reopen. That's a six-month strategy that is simply not going to work. Uh, therefore, we have to do more, and we have to do more right now. So, following that detailed advice, I've made a number of decisions and I want to run through those for you. First of all, from 6pm tonight, uh, I'm declaring a state of uh, disaster across Victoria. This will be in addition to the state of emergency that has operated throughout. Uh, this means that uh, police and others have additional powers. Uh, we can suspend uh, various uh, acts of the parliament. We can make sure that we get the job done and there's no question about the enforceability and the way in which new rules will operate. Uh, beyond that, uh, I have a new series of stage four restrictions to announce and I'll do Metro Melbourne first and then I'll go to the impacts for regional Victoria. So that state of disaster is from 6pm tonight. Uh, beyond that, 
uh, the stay-at-home restrictions for Metro Melbourne will be enhanced. There will be additional limits uh, to the four reasons to leave home. You will no longer be able to leave home or go any further away from your home than a five-kilometre radius. You will not be able to be at any point more than five kilometres away from your home for the purposes of shopping for what you need. Only one person will be able to go shopping once per day and they will need to secure the goods and services that are what you need uh, within a five kilometre radius. In terms of exercise, recreational activity is now no longer uh, allowed. Uh, you will be allowed to have uh, uh, one hour of exercise no further than five kilometres from your home. Uh, that means uh, it's fresh air, it's a jog, it's a walk, it's in your, it's in your local neighbourhood, it is staying close to home or in your home and there will no longer be able to be any groups bigger than two regardless of whether they are from your family or someone else. Now there will be common sense exemptions for children who are being cared for and can't be left at home, things of that nature. But ultimately uh, when it comes to shopping one person goes out once a day and stays close to home within 5Ks. Uh, when it comes to exercise, it's no longer three sets of tennis or a game of golf or, or any of that. It is staying close to home uh, and, and only once per day and only one person. That is really very, very important as well. Uh, the, the whole issue of one hour really puts beyond doubt some of those re recreational activities anyway because you simply wouldn't be able to uh, conduct some of those things in an hour. Ultimately, all of these changes are about limiting movement. All of these changes are about limiting the number of people that we come in contact with. Daily exercise is just that. It's an opportunity to get some exercise. It is not an opportunity to live our lives as if this pandemic was not real and was not here and was not literally the biggest challenge we have perhaps ever faced. The, uh, uh, just to go back to the beginning before I go on to regional uh, Victoria as well, I just want to be clear, these, these, changes, these changes are about making sure uh, that we limit movement, that we have less people moving around. Today is about a series of changes that relate to how we live our lives. Tomorrow I'll make further announcements about how we work. They are two separate issues. There's a power of work being done around uh, changes to some employment, uh, some, some employee employment um, uh, places of work I should say there will be significant changes to a number of workplaces uh, in terms of how much they're doing some will close all of that is for tomorrow I'll come back to that before I finish just to provide well there you go Scotty so 5k seems to be the number hey? well uh... so we'll uh, listen we'll just take a quick sponsor break digest that and, uh, right. and we'll come right back Very and good. we'll be back in a sec to okay. um, to um, Discuss it a little bit further. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Hi, I'm Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton. Right now, we're experiencing higher rates of community transmission of coronavirus. That means it's more important than ever that we each do what we can to protect ourselves and each other. Wearing a mask will provide you with a physical barrier to coronavirus. But we also need to remember, masks are not the only way to stay safe. 
wherever you can, keep one and a half metres apart from others, wash your hands often and cough or sneeze into a tissue or your elbow. And if you have symptoms, get tested. Victoria, let's stay home and let's stay safe. In times like these, you can watch your favourite artists from the comfort of your living room, from their home to yours. But when it comes to the real thing, it takes an army of workers to help put a concert on. They can't work right now, but they're ready and waiting to do it all again. Until then, you can support the artists and the crew behind the scenes by donating to Support Act. Support Act, the heart and hand of Australian music. Too many people with a mental health condition see no way out. Eight people die by suicide each day in Australia. Three million are living with anxiety or depression. Beyond Blue Support Service is here to help. Your donation can help save lives. You're listening to 88.3 So we've just heard from Dangerous and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's been like a bat out of hell. Yeah, we'll find out in a minute. Um, but um, um, uh, all I'm going to do is quote that cr- uh, um, Crash Test Dummy song. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we can go 5Ks, mate. Uh, no, That's it. Well, don't worry about Superman not making any money. None of us <laughs> are going to make any money because we're not going to be able to go to work on it. Oh, well, we'll find out about the work yeah, situation tomorrow, we'll as you alluded to. We'll but. We're in a state of disaster. So we are now officially a state Not of disaster. Not a state of confusion. No. A state of disaster. No, no absolute disaster. Uh, anyway, we'll get back to the show because there's no use dwelling on that. Uh, no. It just means that nope. um, you'll have is. to, if you want a more than a 5K walk, you'll just have to go that same circuit twice. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a bike rider, you can't go down to Morty or Franger. You just have to go <laughs> loops and loops and loops and loops until you get get giddy do you think do you think we'll have to go home remember at school you know in your pencil you get case. a protractor no no you had oh, the you, compass you had the, the compass thing yes. you had the little spike well, and that's then you what put, i'll be doing you put, the, you put the pencil in and you just drew this circle what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna get a where my place is i'm gonna do yeah that five compass five k yeah, yeah and then i'm gonna do brighton yeah do brighton <laughs> <laughs> well you do brighton and i'll do bentley do East. Bentley East. <laughs> And uh, it's a shame. I hope this still goes on because um, we did a great thing over the weekend. And a lot of Victorians are going local, you know, supporting yep. their local shopkeepers and restaurants if yep. they're still allowed to, to be in business after all this nonsense has gone down. Yes. Um, but uh, we did a bit of it the other day. And what, what some of the pubs are doing, Scotty, yeah. is um, you can go to the pub. And we did this over the weekend. Just my son got onto this. He's, he's like, he sniffs out these opportunities like a, a bloodhound. Yeah. You can go to the Hotel Brighton up here up the road. Yeah. And you can buy their tank beer and they give it to you oh. in these huge jugs of beer. It's like moonshine. Really? Yeah, they pour it out of the tap into the jug, put the lid on, you take them home, put them in your fridge. Oh, see, it's, it's so, fresh beer so, out of the tank. So the jug's got a lid on it? Yeah, it's got a screw right. top. Oh, right. So it's got a, it's, it's like this big round, holds a litre. Right. Of beer. Yeah. So they pour it out of the tap for you, put the thing on, you walk out and Really? Two big jugs and take them does, home. Does it, and it tastes like it's off the tap. It's beautiful. It? Really? Yes. Has it got a little tap on it? How do you get it out of no, the... No, it's just a... You screw the top off and well, you pour it out just in. like a normal sort of jug. But right. um, I'd encourage you to, to have a look at your, at your local establishments and see if you can go and get some fresh beer off the tap. Go down to the McKinnon Hotel. Go down to the McKinnon and see if they're doing it. the boys down there can sort us out. And it was very good. So I just thought that hopefully that can continue because it was very, very enjoyable to um, consume one's 
Bunnings beer fresh off the tap. We can't do it. Um, the other, the other sad thing that's occurred, of course, Scotty, in amongst all of this, you know, yep. is um, salt and pepper shakers are disappearing. That's <laughs> true. The new, there's new scrutiny as to what resides on one's sanitised tabletop, Scotty. Right. Suddenly, these two little soldiers... Oh, this is great. This is Terry Durack, who's a food critic. He uses these terms. Suddenly, these two little soldiers of seasoning, those comrades of condiments... Talking about salt pepper shakers. ...that have accompanied our meals throughout our lives are oh. the enemy. Really? The self-service bar where you can add your own milk and sugar at a cafe. The communal bottle of tomato sauce on the counter at the pie shop. Yeah. The soy sauce on the table in your favourite Asian diner. Yeah. Going, going, gone. Oh, no. Yes. No more rummaging for cutlery or chopsticks from a large communal tin either. And no. try finding the no, tongs no. at your supermarket bakery department. Yeah, right. Instead of picking up your own bread roll, coffee scroll or bagel and popping it in a bag, every little thing is boxed, gift-wrapped, plasticised yeah, and otherwise isolated in its own lockdown packaging. Yep. Well, I went through a fast food outlet the other day and um, was a bit thirsty and I now notice that the straws have uh, plastic on them now. The straws yes, are plastic. I never used to. No, we've got to get rid of straws <laughs> anyway. I hope they're bamboo straws. Well, they should. Yeah, well, they should. You just and he goes on. The, the French bistro where the chocolate mousse comes in a big bowl and you help yourself. The Italian trattoria where salami and cheese are left on the table for you to hack off as much as you like yeah. with an aperitivo. Yeah. The Cantonese yum cha where you fight with your family no. for the last char sai boo or dumpling. Uh, all that's gone, Scotty. No. All that's gone. Really? Yeah, well, when you started to, when you opened up this particular topic and said salt and pepper shakers uh, were, were no longer required, mm-hmm. uh, I just went, oh, well, we're on trend. Two of them just came into my house yesterday. Oh, you're okay <laughs> in your home. Yeah, that's right. That's what you're talking about. But, but um, in fact, for the first time, we, um, we've got these um, electric ones. You yeah. just press a button on the top and it goes, they got a light on them. No, I don't think it's got a light. We used to have one with, <laughs> with, a, that, light. with a light, so you could see where you were going. So you, you put on the, when, when, you, when, you, when you get a flat tyre on the side of the road, you can just get your salt and pepper shaker and it's got a light on it. <laughs> we did. Oh, I don't know what happened to that one. I don't seriously. know what happened to that. I think no, someone, someone probably stole it. I'll tell, it you so what I, I tell you what I do have a light on mm-hmm. is, my, um, is my portable hand drill. Oh, yeah, they're good, the lights. You know, with the yeah, light, you just beam down and away you go. So uh, that that, uh, that goes beautifully. Now, I needed to finish, oh, if the I other may. One, the other one oh. uh, that I've uh, just, just been reported under yeah. text sent in. Right. All schools are reverting to remote learning from Wednesday every year, group. Yeah, right. So that impacts your family. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, my, my lot are all, at, are all respectively at home anyway. So... Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's the upper year, isn't it? I think it's is it years seven and years eleven and twelve that we're trying to go to school, and yeah, now it's or now BCE or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, when we'll find out more tomorrow. But yep. um, look, go. It's time to just uh, shake this up a bit and play another one of Scotty's songs. <laughs> oh, so, um, what are we going with now, Scotty? Um, let me see. Should we, we continue with? with that little excerpt that I started? Oh, yeah, why not? Huh? Yeah, because I just thought, um, in his day and on his day, this was just about as good as it got. And if anybody has listened to this and not thoroughly enjoyed it when it, when it was at its peak and its prime and <laughs> pumping out as loud as you possibly could. Well, speaking of and prime. And singing along with it. Um... <laughs> 
let the listeners uh, sit back and enjoy this. Speaking of prime, well, prime. this is a bit of prime rib <laughs> from the great meatloaf. From meatloaf. Here we go. Are you going to go with meatloaf? No, we're going to go with oh, Here we go. Come on. There's a man in the shadows with the gum in his eye And a blade shining no so bright There's evil in the hand, there's thunder in the sky And a killer's on the bloodshot streets Oh, I'm down in the tunnel with a deadly horizon Oh, I swear I saw a young boy down in the gutter He was stopping the foam in the heat There's gonna be some light But I gotta get out I gotta pick it up now Before the final crack of dawn So we gotta make the most of our one night Together when it's over you know We'll both be so Thank you. 
Ghost guy. Oh, mate, <laughs> I've got to tell you, when when I sit here, uh, yeah. not being musical, and I'm playing air guitar, air drum, air everything I can think of, <laughs> mate, does that not get you up and about? And I know you got a text from... Um, from uh, someone very close to you who oh, uh, she, she, she gave it the two too. thumbs up. So, Ro, I hope you enjoyed that as much as uh, as much as we did in here because um, yeah, she's a big fan uh, of the Paradise by the Dashboard. Oh, yeah. Light well, number. I was tossing, I was tossing up that's with her, that. That's her. But I'm, I'm, I'm a bit scarred by the. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit scarred by the, the MCG. 2011. Oh, whatever it was. It was dubbed the worst oh pre-show entertainment oh. in history. I mean, did, did they not bother to sort of just check how we was tracking before? Oh, oh, I know. We heard him in 1974. He was fantastic. He was good back then. So 30-odd years later, oh, we'll get him back. So anyway. I've got, um, got some fun facts about Meatloaf. Have you? I do. Oh. He's, you know what his real name is? Um... Uh, Sirloin? (laughs) (laughs) Marvin Adai. Oh, I've never heard that. Yes. yes. So he, uh, 
Meat apparently came about on the fourth day of him being alive right. when in Dallas, when his dad, a cop, took one look at his newborn son and said, he looks like meat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so meat became his, uh, uh, evermore, his given name. Meat. Um, so uh, his dad was a bit of a piece of work, right? right. His dad used to, was a bit of a, a violent alcoholic. He right. used to uh, beat him up a, a bit and all that sort of stuff. Um, but um, his, uh, his mother died of cancer in 66 when he was 19. Wow. Shortly after the funeral, his father, drunk and bereft, kicked open Meat's bedroom door and came at him with a butcher knife. Oh. Uh, oh, he said he rolled off the bed just as he put the knife right in the mattress. He fought for his life. He broke his father's three ribs and a nose, left the house barefoot and never came back. Wow. So there you go. Gee whiz. But um, he's, he's, far, he's, 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 he's always been pretty big and he's got a large family. Cop this. Cop right. this. When he, when he was in seventh grade, <laughs> meat weighed over 200 pounds. Jeez. Just to give you a reference point, that's 90 kilos. Ouch. In, in, in seventh grade. Ouch. His dad weighed 350 pounds, which is 158 uh, yeah, kilos. Yeah, yeah, that's plenty. And his uncle, who was six foot seven, Weighed seven hundred pounds, which is three hundred and seventeen kilos. Oh, I mean, that, that doesn't fit. That's the that's the weight of a small car. That doesn't fit through the door. That doesn't fit anywhere, <laughs> that mate. That's 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 um. I've got to buy one A and one B on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> one cheek for one seat for oh, a no. cheek. He uh, oh, meat was in the original production of Hair, but declined to be in the nude scene. <laughs> But it all would have hung down and covered everything <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. wouldn't correct, it? <laughs> correct, correct. He, um, his most oh. treasured possession is his collection of rubber ducks. Oh, yeah, cool. He has a hundred rubber ducks. Oh. Uh, really cool ones, he said. I've got a baseball player one, a Frankenfurter one. They sit on the top of my road case at every show. Oh, stop. <laughs> and uh, he met Steinman, Jim Steinman, his great collaborator, in 72. Um, yeah. He finished a demo with the help of Todd Rundgren of Bat Out of Hell in 75 and spent the next two years being rejected by every record label company in the land. No way. Someone took a chance in 1978 when he appeared on Saturday Night, Night Live and the album finally took off in the, in the late 70s. Is it because it was... Was it too hard? Was well, it was so different from the prevailing punk rock um, flavour at the time. In the late 70s, of course, you had the, the Ramones, the Pistols, yeah. the New York Dolls, yeah, yeah. all those sort of bands. So a, 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 an anthemic sort of, you yeah. know, sort of uh, album wasn't the, the, you know... Yeah, but so different. Wasn't uh, the so different, So different good, mm. you know, and therefore... Who, so well, who I think did, that's what automately did it when people started seeing him live. Who, um, who signed him? Um, I don't have that information. Sony or was it? No, was it? Don't know. Phillips? (laughs) Don't don't know. One of those. (laughs) Toshiba. Fun fact: you know the um, Paradise by the Dashboard Light song that my my bride so dearly devotes herself to. Um, Originally sung the girl in the song was Ellen Foley, and she wasn't in the film clip because it was Carla Bonhoff who lip synced her part in the in the film clip right and the reason for that is not often known because Ellen Foley couldn't sing in and of her <laughs> her own self is a beautiful and extremely good singer really she had a song called You Belong to the Night or We Belong to the Night oh uh, yeah that? yep 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 anyway she refused to tour with Meat right 
right. right? And that's why she was sacked from the film clip and Carla Bonhoff um, went in the film clip and did tour. Right. And when she asked why she refused to tour with Meatloaf, she said, who wants to deal with that? Oh. <laughs> in terms of the, the kissing scenes and all that sort of stuff. Now that, uh, that And the so- sweatiness of the, of the man. That other song you were just saying, um, we belong to the night, we belong together. Yes. I believe is the next line. Well, that's Pat, is Pat, that right? That's Pat Benatar. But oh, you're okay, on the right, you're right. tramp. Oh, okay. But, uh, and the, 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 the strangest yeah. fun fact about meat is he's a vegetarian. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Of course he is. He changed his oh. diet for health reasons in the 80s oh, that's... to lose. And he lost 60 pounds, so that's... he's now weighing in uh, at a more reasonable Well, I'll weight. tell you what, he lost more, lost a lot more than 60 pounds, mate. <laughs> he lost any ability to sing whatsoever. He yes. needs to get back on the burgers. He needs to get back on the burgers <laughs> and get that, get that voice back. Now, can I just... I, need to, I do need to finish something we started talking about. Um, because uh, when when a chicken shop runs out of chicken, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I can I can vouch for this because uh, somebody uh, very close to my home um, has managed to uh, get himself a uh, part time job, and uh, he uh, frequents the one of these um, coops, <laughs> one of these chicken shops, <laughs> one of these chicken shops, and um, old mate uh, was working there yesterday, and uh, they only had the drive through open. Ah, so no, no walk-ins. So uh, no walk-ins because uh, all the chickens have walked out. <laughs> I don't think they had enough to pass them through the window, not out the door. <laughs> Damn, anyway, uh, there you go. All so, right, Scotty. Now I, I do want to take you to Mars. Oh yeah, this is, now, uh, this has really this got is, got your attention. Well, it? It got, like the dinosaurs last week. Um, <laughs> I like I like thing. I, I like space. I stuff. tried to buy you a dinosaur I'm a, yesterday. I'm a space enthusiast <laughs> as well as being a dinosaur. I'm going to buy you a dinosaur and present it to you one day. So um, this is a great little piece, and I just it'll 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 take me a few minutes. But All let, right. let me get through it. I'm listening intently. Okay. Did you know that for the past eight years, scientists have been driving a nuclear powered robot? the size of a car across the surface of Mars. Uh, negative Centauri. Yep. And it's not the first. This is, it's the NASA, NASA's Curiosity rover is driving on the planet of Mars as we speak. How? Well, they, they flew it up there and they landed it, <laughs> and it's been crawling around up there, driven by Earth, collecting samples. I, can't, oh, I just can't get my head around that, that they can do that that far away. It's, it's about to get some company. Uh, In ooh, July, ooh. three new rockets blasted off for the Red Planet. Yep. All right, the United States has sent its next NASA rover, Perseverance, to hunt for signs of life and pave the way for human explorers. China will land its first rover on Mars. And the United Arab Emirates will fly a probe into Martian orbit to measure the planet's atmosphere in their first interplanetary mission. Right. So um, this is um, so. There's a whole piece around finding life. Of course, there's there's a whole piece around minerals, right? Yep. Potentially minerals. Um, and uh, in the Trump administration, they've ordered NASA to, to land the first humans on Mars by 2033. That's not far away. No, that's in 13, 13 years. years. And tech billionaire Elon Musk has even loftier plans to set up a self-sustaining Martian city within 25 years. Of course he does. <sighs> right? 25 years, we're going to go from zero to living on Mars, are we? It's, doesn't stop there. <laughs> 
The interesting question is why are so many Mars missions taking off at the same month during this pandemic and what will they do once they get there? Why the rush? Planning a trip to Mars comes down to celestial geometry, Scotty. It's not a term you'll hear me say very often. Celestial geometry. As the fourth rock out from the sun, Mars takes twice as long as Earth to complete its orbit. So every orbit's 687 days. And that means the two planets are rarely in the same corner of the solar system for very long, right? Because they have different sort of orbits. That makes sense. Different celestial geometry. I'm on your journey still. Every two years... The two planets align at their closest point, which is only 57 million kilometres apart, as opposed to 200 million at their furthest. So um, so it's not like going to the moon, which is always the same distance. They've got to fire off the rockets in this window, so where they're closest together. Right. Yep. So it doesn't last long, and that and it can be easily overshot if the missions launch too early or too late. Okay. So they might not get there. Yep. Only a handful of nations have even reached the red planet. US, Russia and India, as well as the European Space Agency, and more than half of all missions have failed because they just don't get the timing right. Run out of fuel. Run out of fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Take a wrong turn. Batteries went flat. Batteries went flat. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Wheel nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oops, we forgot to service that one before it went. We didn't didn't put the heat shields on. (laughs) Past missions have Uh, looked for signs the planet is habitable, finding evidence of water underground and even past oceans. This is the first time scientists are looking for signs of life itself. Right? Yep. Um... What so they're close to getting some samples back home, and then they'll you know examine them in in our laboratories. Yes, um, and they're close to getting an answer to one of the biggest questions in in the world: is there life on Mars? And there's been plenty of songs written about it. Um, now the other thing that of this that I thought was really interesting it goes on all about how the how they land the um, the space rangers and. What the conditions are like, very similar apparently to the Pilbara, Western Australia, Mars, apparently. Yep. Um, So the greatest one was um, what prompted the United Arab Emirates to go to Mars? Mm. Um, Because they can? The major, certainly the, yeah, the major maiden voyage by the UAE's young space agency cost just $200 million, less than the budget of the film Avengers Endgame. And so they go with, it's lit now literally cheaper to go into space than to make a movie about space. Oh, so, we'll, so we'll go there, we'll go into space and make the movie about space while we're there. Well, that's <laughs> so uh, there you go. So we're wow. off to Mars, mate, potentially. Well, I'll tell you, that's interesting because I've, I've, I was just sort of bouncing around some social media stuff uh, early this morning. And I saw that um, uh, there's a whole bunch of people... Um, who took some photos last night, and they were sort of... Um, I saw those, Talking yeah. about um, the fact that... I've got one in particular here. It said, I took some pics of the Moon, Jupiter, and Saturn uh, uh, last night. A couple of things I noticed was the green orb that uh, hovered around when I zoomed in on Jupiter, uh, only to find out that the green orb is just disappointing reflection of my camera. <laughs> 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 but uh, but in... What have we got now? Ah, yeah. oh, here we are. The space band. But her mummy is <laughs> And her daddy has told her to go. 
But her friend is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, yeah. Now she walks Up through the dream. So it's uh, no, no, no. I, I saw. Um, yeah, I've been seeing a whole bunch of stuff. There, there seems to be a lot of. Um, activity happening sort of uh, right now and, and in fact it's very rare that I've seen people you know two or three people post the same thing that they did from last night where you know they've taken a photo of, Mar- uh, of Mars and Jupiter along with That's the moon. because it's celestial geometry is <laughs> so close together Scott. <laughs> celestial geometry. It's all about the celestial geometry. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, where are we going? Speaking gonna... of, speaking about uh, space and uh, great innovations, did you know that fogged up windows could be a thing of the past? Yeah, Scotty? I, did, I did read about that. Did you see this? Yeah, because that's that's always been a bit of a dilemma. So you know, you get in, the window gets fogged up. Yeah. So you turn your air conditioning on in the middle of winter, so you freeze your ass off. Well, you turn or, your fan up you on full your... blast. Yeah, and then you or, or then you have it up to about um, octane five hundred, yeah. and uh, you just cook and melt in the car the, um, what are you going to teach the well it's um the the turning on the fan full volume has little effect and is unlikely to speed up the process of defogging they right. found a recipe oh, oh they found a recipe have they a defogging recipe sky right. and this is the recipe all right you need to have your airflow at 0.6 meters per second right Mm. Yep, and your humidity between twenty to sixty percent, and the temperature between nineteen and twenty-five. Yep. Okay. So that recipe will now be used by car makers, I assume, so that they won't just have a temperature meeting, reading; they'll have a humidity factor. This is like a humidifier in your car. Yes. And they'll have an airflow regulator, yes. which they already do. It's called a fan. Yeah, that's right. And but they'll have it set preset at point six, optimal. Yep. Yeah. Um, with the humidifier at 20 to 60 and the temperature at, at 19, 20, 21 degrees. Yep. And that'll be a default setting. You'll press the button and right. it'll defog. Just, just defog. Yeah. Okay. So then how about, why don't you start with these things that are on my head and on your head <laughs> that you have to actually put on before you even get in your car and you can't even see your car because these fog up and they're called glasses. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you point. and you, you and I were were lucky enough recently to to have a game of golf together. Oh, we did, and yeah, and I'm going to expand on this, and we'll pre, talk more pre pre the so, day, um, pre stage four. So yeah, pre stage four because that's all that clearly has gone out the window. Wonder if now. you can only go out for we, an we hour. We go play three holes. Could you get in three holes? Why not? Or if we're going to go and play putt putt, as long as you're not not walking, <laughs> as long as you're not more than five k's away from your house, and you play by yourself. Didn't he say you got to play by yourself? No, in twos. Oh, it was in twos. Still. But he was—he was—he seemed to be saying no recreational. Yeah, so I'm not sure we're going to get around it because no. I think there'll be another. There will not, the poor old golf courses will get shut down. So again. yeah, no, they will. So, but but um, so my point being, uh, when we played, and uh, and of course you used to be a bespectacled uh, gentleman. Yes, before uh, I had my laser before surgery, you had, before you had your on your papers. Yeah. Um, but you, I, I you still, unfortunately don't. I still uh, am sporting uh, four eyes, 
And um, so I just thought, well, this can't be bad. You know, you're moving and out there. Well, oh, man, oh, man, seriously. So then I've had to take now to uh, work. This is because of the mask situation. This is because of the mask, right? And so there's all sorts of things. You know, I'll put tissue over the top, get some tape. Or I saw you try all these remedies, mate. You, you looked like Ned Kelly by the time oh, you were mate, finished. No, seriously, I felt like I felt like the Michelin Man. I the lao pon lao pon lao. So then I've uh, so then uh, somebody said, no, no, no. You're, it's really simple. You just go and just run run it under water. Uh, just wet your glasses. Then get a, a bar of soap and get the soap on it, and then just rinse the soap off. Yeah. Well, I wish the soap would rinse off as easily as what they suggest because <laughs> the fog is not as bad as the soap. You've, 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 had, you've had a lot of oh. lux on your goggles oh, for a while. Mate, I mean, seriously. So uh, so I think if ever we uh, do get to have another round of golf, I think I'm going to rip into the... Uh, I'm going to rip into the... Um, uh, contact lenses next time, so uh, that because yes. uh, I assumed your eyes didn't fog up when, no, <laughs> when we played, no. my brain fogged up. <laughs> so, some of so, those shots. so that then leads me because I wrote it, I wrote myself a little note uh, to talk about uh, golf, and, and we were actually um, having the discussion as we were going around because it was a very mm-hmm. pleasant, uh, very lovely pleasant day. afternoon. It was a lovely day, and uh, there weren't too many other people around us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, other than one particular lady who, you know, was probably lucky to be alive. The one I almost <laughs> killed. <laughs> the one you almost, and then only to find out that it did actually almost split between her and her playing partner. And um, but anyway, I mean, of all, taking all these of all, protections of all and... the space, uh, you just happened to pull out the ball out of your bag that uh, that had a magnet on it, <laughs> and it must have been magnetised to her putter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was making its way, wasn't it? It was quite frightening for. <laughs> Oh, anyway, no. So, so there are a couple of things we discussed, um, and we think this potentially might happen with age. I, I'm not, I, I'm not up for eighteen holes anymore. I mean, yeah, not that we can play, that. not that we can play eighteen holes because I think you're only allowed to play. You were only allowed to play oh, nine. No. But in the in the good old days when you oh, could, mate, the good old days, no problem. No, problem. I mean, we're up out, of, out, we're up out of the out of the rack at six a.m. Yeah. You'd be you'd be down the down the peninsula, yep. standing on the tee box and hitting off at seven seven oh four seven oh eight. You know, and then and then then it'd rain, and you'd just have your wet weather gear, and you'd press on, and now. Unless the day looks like that <laughs> out there today, and it's about that temperature, <laughs> no wind, and, and I don't have to wear lao upon lao upon lao just to stay warm, and my glasses don't fog up, yep. um, and the wind's the right speed, and even then you're only good for and fourteen. Then, and then I'm only good for fourteen. <laughs> so we just said no. We, we think it should be um, age specific. Uh, all the young uh, blokes need to uh, have done all... They need to do the yards that we've done, Rutsy. Well, they do. I mean, they, they've, they they've do. got to put in the time and effort that we've put in over the over many, many years. You did discuss with me the concept of a shortened game of golf well, called Seven and Seven. Yeah, called Two Sevens. Yeah. Yep. Seven plus seven. And then... And I, uh, and I, I particularly like that because that would allow me, hopefully, to... Take out of my score the four holes where I normally score a wipe, <laughs> well, yeah, wipe, wipe. And would they be um, numbers fifteen to eighteen yeah, in normally, most cases? Well, where I, fatigue comes I normally, in, the knee hurts I, I a bit, the back's going. I normally start a bit scratchy, but 
<laughs> but I really fall in a hole towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm exactly in your camp, and that's why I've gone. So there's a couple of benefits here. Uh, so two sevens, yeah. uh, which works nicely. Um, and then, of course, the 19th becomes the 15th. Correct. <laughs> and you can get seven in in the clubhouse. <laughs> Correct. So, <laughs> so it's well, actually seven, seven, seven. Yeah. And then, um, and then we discussed... Uh, so I reckon if I played 14, I could remember them? Because half of them, time oh, when yeah. I play 18, I can't yeah. remember half the holes. Yeah, no. But that's uh, more to do with my age. But, but, uh, <laughs> Early well, onset. Honestly, I, so I reckon uh, zero, zero to 50, you must play 18. You must. Uh, 50 to 60. Hop. You go no fourteen. Fourteen. Yep, and then uh, and then uh, sixty plus. I reckon you just do two fives, ten. <laughs> ten. <laughs> Let's just keep it nice round numbers. Oh, look, I think you can. You can. Yeah, I think you don't have to make it mandatory. Oh, but just... uh, they should allow that option. Now, golf courses, of course, aren't aren't built for that, Scotty, no, because they're built around the concept of eighteen. Okay. They're built around a, a handicap system of eighteen. So. If you're going to get your idea up and about... Um, we're build my own course. You have to build your own course. <laughs> Don't let logistics get in the way of a good idea, Rutsy. Now, come on. And uh, for the other... Work with me here, brother. For the other four holes, you can just sell them off for real estate oh, purposes. Oh, I just... You know, maybe... You, no, maybe that's where the 15th starts, and you can just walk the next four holes and have a little sip well, mate, on the way have, back. You can have a sip the whole way around if you want to. <laughs> you used to be able to well, in the good old days. Now, the other thing that we discussed was why do irons stop at nine? Correct. Why is there not a 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15? I want to know. Why did it stop at nine? I don't know. It's a, is that a rhetorical question? Uh, no. no. Just question with that notice. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we'll take a break and More I'll songs? think about that. And then I'm going to play another one of your songs after this and oh, you can back announce it. Beautiful. All right, mate. Okay. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. An important message from the Victorian Government. Stay-at-home restrictions are now in place for Melbourne and Mitchellshire. There are only four reasons to leave home. Shopping for food and supplies that you need. Care and caregiving. Exercise. Work and study if you can't do it from home. Otherwise, stay home. Staying apart keeps us together. For details, go to vic.gov.au forward slash coronavirus. We don't stand so close in supermarket aisles. We gotta keep our masks on just for a little while. And if it's safe to stay at home, then just stay at home. We gotta all grow up and do whatever helps us move along. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all of us together It's what we need to do But we don't need to hug Or kiss someone hello You can share the love And get it on Much later on And if you think this craziness Will all be over soon We got a long, long way to go So it's what we need to do It's not about me It's not about you It's about 
To Parkdale, you're listening to Southern FM.
Oh, Scotty, you've, hey. you've taken me back to the 70s again oh, there, mate. That's another uh, one out sorry. of the uh, late 70s there. Yeah, Human League. Human uh, League. Had, uh, that got a lot of play uh, during a, a period in my time, uh, in my um, late teens and sort of early 20s. So uh, just one of those bands where I just uh, really enjoyed their music. You don't hear it much these days. You've got to go and find it. Um, no, he wrote I, some good songs, no, Phil Oakley, the lead yeah, singer. No, they uh, if you go back, I think there's an album called Dare, if yeah. I'm uh, not mistaken. Uh, you go back and grab that album. If you don't like nearly every track on that album, I will. Um, what will uh, you I'll, do? I'll, 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 come, I'll, come, I'll come back again next Sunday. <laughs> yes, it was a particular no. era there where there was a fair bit of synthesizer yeah, going on. Yeah, wasn't there was. There? Yeah, there was indeed. The synthesizer. I'll tell you what I did need to say before. They had another song called Fascination, which was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they did. It's uh, no, they were just uh, one of, again, just one of those albums and one of those bands at the. Time where I just thought, you know, they're, they're probably forgotten or not not even heard of, and I just reckon they, if you could open them up to another. No, there was new played generation. at a lot of parties. Yeah, that's true. A lot of parties. Yeah, we'll see. There were, I mean, there were a few good bands around then. Big Fifty Twos were going yeah, around. Gary were. Newman was a favourite yeah, of mine. He was yeah, going around no, around then. Yeah, that sort of synth it's, stuff. It's, new uh, Romantics, they were called. It's, new uh, Romantics. They, I just, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them. Yeah. And uh, just thought I'd share that with you again as another another little track. Now, I'll tell you what I did have to say before, was yes. uh, when we were listening to Meatloaf, there's some very good guitar riffs in that track. Oh, yes. You know, I was actually really listening to it, because I, 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 uh, I had the headphones on uh, sitting in here. Full and I, blast. I, I could hear them from here. I mean, they were just jumping off my head. You know, it was uh, I had it super cranked up, and, and sometimes when you're sort of really in the moment and, and really listening, um, yeah. not just passively listening, you go, hang on a minute, that's, uh, that's a fantastic little guitar riff that's just gone for about 30 seconds there. Oh, yeah. So that was a beauty. Now, um, now it's about this time of the show, Scotty, where I uh, oh, talk about food. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> it had to be about food. I was almost, uh, I ran out of time today. I'm, I'm going to bring you something. If, if we are able to come back next week, I'm going to bring you a little surprise of something I've, I've, uh, I've thought about that I want you to try, because I mentioned it the other week and you may have forgotten it, so I'm not going to remind These you. These weren't the roasted grasshoppers. Uh, <laughs> you no, found them, no I, I haven't found them, and I'm still, I'm still in a pursuit to do so but yeah. thank you for reminding me about the roast well this one this one's <laughs> um this came to me on i was just joggling jogging through the paper and juggling juggling <laughs> jogging juggling combination of the two oh, i love that word yeah, juggling yeah juggling yes um just, it's a new adverb um juggling. it's a it's about beekeepers of all things ah. so apparently covid a lot of people have Spent more time on their hobbies. Yep. You know, if you're a if you're an art, yep. you know, part time artist, you spend a bit more time painting. There's a lot of part time beekeepers really? around. Yes. Yes, and um, Chris Hemsworth um, has has got into beekeeping, as has David Beckham and his wife Victoria. What? <laughs> huh? Is that Beckham keeping? <laughs> yeah, well, nice, nice. <laughs> So, um, David Beckham and beekeeping. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. So that's like meatloaf going to the moon. Vince <laughs> Vince Schneider. Ah, yeah. He's secretary of the Amateur Beekeepers uh, Association. Of course, he is. <laughs> of course, who else would be other than Vince? Schneider? 
Nailed it. This, oh, that, that, uh, that again is the Amateur Beekeepers Association of New South Wales. <laughs> Was that like the amateur, the amateur associations that we talked oh, about yeah. last week? That's right. I love, I love association <laughs> names, don't you? Oh, I look for articles yeah. with association names yeah. and spokespeople, yeah. spokespeople thereof. Because it constitutes no, uh, no less than just three people. <laughs> <laughs> you can often be one. <laughs> you can be secretary, treasurer oh, and, uh, and chairman. So Schneider says New South Wales clubs have not seen as big a jump in members as last year, which he puts down to real-life courses, club meetings and open days being cancelled, um, So um, and, and everything's going online. But he says now is a great time to get started as spring is when bees begin multiplying, meaning you can buy bees or transform a swarm needing a home. <laughs> transform... <laughs> you wouldn't catch me transferring a swarm of bees yeah. home. Hey, hey, honey, I'm just going up to pick up a swarm oh, of bees. Popping out to get a swarm. God. Seriously? Anyway, it did prompt me, and the article had a little cut out five ways with honey. Five. Oh, and I love honey. Yeah, no, I'm a, yeah, I'm a honey fan. So... No, my no, and I've I've ranked them. I used to have, I used to have honey on my uh, wheat bix. Yeah, well, this yeah. one, honey and cheese, mate. Ooh, I'd never had that. Oh yeah, really? If you want to get a blue cheese, really, with a bit of honeycomb on a cracker? Oh, I tell you, really sensational. Yep. Okay, yep, yep, beautiful. Then he's gone with this one. Um, get your roast chicken out of the oven after its initial hot blast, glaze it in honey, yep. and return it to finish at 180 degrees. The sweet, bitter caramel is a game changer, apparently. Wow. Never thought about honey right. on a chicken, right. apart from number 62, honey chicken at the yeah. local. Yeah, 74, uh, lemon chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scotty, if you've got a limp carrot... <laughs> Shush. Or, or your parsnips are languishing. <laughs> if you've got a limp carrot. If you've got oh, a limp my carrot. God, I'll not be able to get that out of my head all week. How's your limp carrot going? Or you've got languishing parsnips in your crisper drawer. Save their souls by roasting them in a hot oven with a little oil and thyme, then yeah. tossing them in butter and honey to serve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. some honey on your limp carrot. On a limp carrot? Mm. Yeah, see, I'd do it on a um, a slightly firmer carrot, <laughs> as opposed to whatever you float your boat. <laughs> anyway, and then they've gone with uh, a peanut butter slice. So three cups of oats, one cup of peanut butter, half a cup of honey. Chuck it into a tin and chill it. Done. Wow, yeah. is that like an old fresco sort of uh, just a peanut butter slice, thing? <laughs> right? And then uh, to finish, um, you can make a hot toddy with whiskey. Hot whiskey, whiskey, cinnamon stick, hot honey and lemon, and good night, Irene. <laughs> no, it's all over, Irene. Don't worry about good night. You're having trouble sleeping. You get some whiskey, honey, hot honey and lemon and cinnamon stick. You have that, and you won't make it to the you fall over on the one. Crack your head and die. But, um, so I am going to. I bought some honeycomb honey. Did and you? I'm going to have some. Of that, that. Where, where did you get the honeycomb from? You look out for it at speciality shops. Oh, it's, it's not fantastic. Not honey. in little tents by the side of the road. So no, don't and don't go that creamed honey stuff. That's no oh, good for yeah, you. No, that's no, just no, sugar. No, no, that's no good. You want no, you want no. you want the um, the good honey. Yep. You want the manuka honey if you can get it, but it costs as much as gold. Uh, 
Um, but you get the oh, then that honey or the honeycomb honey, beautiful. Well, I bet you it doesn't cost as much as marinated octopus. Oh, that's your, that's your speciality. <laughs> that's, uh, that's coming your way, I can tell you that. Now, hey, can I share something with you? Yeah. Because right now we should still be um, enjoying the Olympics. If well, I'm, we if, should. If I'm not mistaken. Instead, so, we've got 20 days of football when the Olympics yeah, are supposed to be on. It's not a bad second prize. <laughs> Very good. You just um, keep playing St Kilda every uh, second day of your Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, hey, so when I saw um, uh, Olympic stats, I just thought, well, it's probably you know that's a, a little um, Olympic little, what Olympic stats stats. So okay. Aussie Olympic stats. Right. So I might play a little. Um, I might play a little game with you. Oh, um, good. Is that all right? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so let me uh, let me go through this, and these will just then just be fun facts for us uh, all to uh, come up to speed with our um, our history on Australian Olympic statistics. 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 Stan the statisticians. Yeah, it's, 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 it's facts and figures. So, could you please tell me um, the most Olympic games have been uh, performed by one particular individual um, by the name of Andrew Hoy? Oh, he's just equestrian. Yes, so equestrian. How many games do you think he has participated in? Five. Oh, hang on. I need to get yeah, my. Yeah, I need you, to get my you, quiz yeah. things. So, can you get um, your quiz things ready? ready so you can play for yourself? So yes. that that's um, unfortunately. Um, the the champion that he uh, was during his uh, Olympic career. Seven. Seven. Seven Olympics. How's that? Hey. That's impressive. Yep. That's very so, uh, impressive. Uh, and thank you, Neil. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the answer, so I'm not getting these right. That's so pretty then, good. Um, so seven? Then, that's seven times four is uh, 28. 30, 30 years. And he's got to be in his early 20s when he started. So, so in that his mid-50s. Yeah. Yep, somewhere in there. Good on him. Yeah, Good on awesome. him, Andrew yep. Hoy. Apparently um, they're a bit of a legendary family yeah, in the so, horse caper. No, I believe so. Now, my question, mm. my supplementary question for bonus points, yes. <laughs> um, how many horses did he go through in oh, seven Olympics? Oh, wow. <laughs> seven times three, <laughs> 21. Uh, uh, give yourself a tick. I don't know. I just made the question oh, up. Okay. <laughs> I'll give myself that one. Um, anyway, so now we move on to most medals. How many horses did he fall off during that period of time? How Probably many, not many because he won the gold. That's right. He won the gold by falling off. How many off. bars did he knock over? Mm. Um, so now we move into the category of most medals. Oh. Wow. So, so let me uh, let me give. I'll give you names. I um, I reckon I know this. All right. Okay. Go for I it. I reckon it'll either be yep. Mark Spitz. Oh, I, I answered similarly the other or day. Or the other wrong. American swimmer who was very good was um, not Ryan Lochte. Um, no. The other one who was mates with Thorpey. Um, Hang on, can I reel you back? Yeah. These are Australian stats. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. So, just to make that. So, touch sorry, easy sorry. For you. That makes sense. You were thinking of old, the old mate American yeah, who's yeah. won yeah, like won 23 gold medals. Yeah. All up. His name like, escapes me. Yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll think of it. Uh, so these are Australian, number so, of Australian. Yeah, so these are all medals. Aussie uh, Olympians. Well, I'd probably go with someone like um, a Shane Gould or perhaps a. Ian Thorpe type. Okay, so tick Ian Thorpe, you yep. are absolutely correct. And the uh, equivalent female uh, was not correct. Oh, so was it still a swimmer? 
Uh, yes. Was it Dawn Fraser? No. She mm. was a little bit later than Dawn. Mm. Like a lot later than Dawn. Oh, okay. Mm. Would it have been... Um, was it Shane? Um, Not Shane. Would it have been... Tracy Wickham? No, and she no, come come closer. Mm, okay. Like in the last twenty odd years. Oh no, Stephanie Ross. Oh. No. no. Um, and mm. she's won the same amount of medals as Ian Thorpe. Oh, oh not the butterfly. Um the Keep going. Oh it's a name on the tip of my tongue. I haven't got it. Jones. Liesl. Liesl. Good. Liesl well Jones. So Liesl Jones. Is that right? She has won. That's very interesting. She has won three gold, yeah. five silver, and one bronze. Yeah. The torpedo, five gold, three silver, and one bronze. Yeah. Now, okay. so uh, some of the names that you may or may not have mentioned uh, just uh, previously might be in this next category. The most medals at a single Olympic Oh, well, game. that'll be Shane Gould. So, so Shane Gould is correct. How many do you think she won? I think she won the 100, the 200, the 400, the 800, the 1500. The, I reckon she won eight. No, uh, five. Five. Um, and she actually won three gold, one silver and one bronze at the Munich Games in 1972. Good haul. Yeah, lovely haul. Good haul. Uh, now, the torpedo is on the... Um, Say, uh, yes. Oh, on the one Olympics. Yeah. So he Olympics. swam all the way up to 800, didn't he? And then he would have had the the 4x4s. Four so I'm saying seven. No, so he's also five. Oh, okay. uh, three gold, two silver at uh, the Sydney 2000 Games. Oh, very uh, good. And then there's one other uh, female swimmer, again, who also has the same number of... Um, of medals from one Olympics, and I, you might not remember. You'll know the name when I tell you, possibly, but Whoa. it's not a name that would spring to mind. But try tell and have me. a try. Well, uh, think back to London 2012, so not so long ago. Right. So who might have been a bit of a gun back then? So she won five. Also, uh, is the same as Shane Gould. So outstanding effort. Not Susie. No. No, uh, 2012. Uh, so Susie's a bit before that. Yeah. No. No. So Alicia Coots. No, don't know that. Yeah. So one gold, three silver, and one bronze in the there London 212 Olympics. I'm no Bruce McAvaney. Uh, now, here's one, here's one that will really test you. The first uh, Australian male Olympian. What was his name? What did he do? And what games? Uh, Barry? Someone, <laughs> and he was a decathlete. Uh, no, so uh, a very tough question. So it uh, for all and sundry, um, uh, the, our very first male Olympian. His name was Edwin Icopolot of Flack. <laughs> Edwin Flack. Edwin of Flack. It was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he was athletics and tennis. Yeah, and it was at the Athens Games in eighteen ninety six. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. 
Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block outlines, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber Venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. I usually wear white. And I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300 842 737 and find out if orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne. Spoken by M. Reason A. Smallwood. Hi, I'm Victoria's Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton. Right now we're experiencing higher rates of community transmission of coronavirus. That means it's more important than ever that we each do what we can to protect ourselves and each other. Wearing a mask will provide you with a physical barrier to coronavirus. But we also need to remember, masks are not the only way to stay safe. Wherever you can, keep one and a half metres apart from others, wash your hands often and cough or sneeze into a tissue or your elbow. And if you have symptoms, get tested. Victoria, let's stay home and let's stay safe. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM. Come into the world A little ray of sunshine In the shape of a girl We'll show her the dress That she'll wear With the gold flowing hair That nature provided A little ray of sunshine Has come into the world A little ray of sunshine In the shape of a girl A little ray of sunshine I wanna know If you think she looks good in the paint Her grandma has bought Sunshine 
has come into the world A little ray of sunshine In the shape of a girl Scotty, oh, that's a beauty. Taking us way back to the, uh, well, it's the 60s there. Yeah. Axiom? No, it was just, it was simply because it was uh, all about um, uh, a little daughter being born, and I'm lucky enough to have two of them, and um, just the little ray of sunshine that they uh, bring into your life, and uh, especially when they first arrive and... Uh, yeah, just one of those uh, songs that I think back to that time. So it yeah, just makes me happy. it was released in 1970. If I'm not mistaken, there, there was go. a bit of Farfisa organ there. Oh, <laughs> Don't swear at me. I love Farfisa organ. <laughs> no, far, what is Farfisa organ? It's a type of organ that's yeah, got Yeah, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Just stick with the Olympic <laughs> Sounds like something they should teach you on anatomy. <laughs> you know, no, far, far, how's your Farfisa organ far going? Farfisa <laughs> organs are a thing of beauty. Now, can I just... Uh, finish I, off on your fun I just, Yeah, I do. I just want to finish off on the Olympic thing, because I think... <laughs> and, and, and a funny little piece coming up. So, yeah, first of all, Edwin Flack, uh, Athens 1896, athletics and tennis. Um, the first female... Ed, Olympic, Edwin's still with us? Uh, I reckon he might have moved 130? on. 130? Yeah, did, did he die, did he? Did he die? <laughs> now, first Olympic female. Um, uh, oh. Um, now, uh, she's got quite a, a fight. Uh, what she, year? Uh, well, she's uh, Stockholm in 1912. Oh, this isn't Betty Strickland. Uh, no, this is um, Sarah Fanny. Jurek. <laughs> oh, Fanny Jurek, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. quite famous. And in fact, uh, and in fact, there were there were two. Uh, the other one was uh, Wilhelmina Wiley, oh. uh, both in swimming in Stockholm in nineteen yes. hundred and twelve. Um, our best medal tally. What do you reckon? Uh, what Olympics do you reckon that might have been in? Our best medal tally. Yeah, in swimming. No, oh, uh, in, just in terms of, oh, in terms um, of which, which total medals oh, in yeah, the Olympics. Yeah. Sydney. Sydney. Um, 58 we won, uh, 16 gold, 25 silver and 17 of the bronze type. There's nothing like home ground advantage. Well, though. it's because you can have as many athletes as you like and keep <laughs> some spares up your sleeve. Yeah. So. Um, and then total medals won... Uh, in Summer Olympics, uh, I'll just tell you, it's 512 medals. So wow. we've, we've won 150 gold, 170 silver, 192 bronze. And in the Winter Olympics, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> <laughs> not so good. Uh, five gold, five silver and five bronze. Yeah, not a speciality uh, for us, the winter. Well, uh, it's not like we've got sort of the best skiing conditions in the Bradbury. world. We've got Bradbury. 
Oh, I tell you, uh, I heard something about him yesterday. In that uh, he's filthy right up. He actually doesn't. Like, he doesn't like the fact that people refer to it as doing a Bradbury. And in fact, Mate, he's been making a living now, out of it for now, years. Here's a here's a very fun fact. Do you know how he got into the final? No, because all the other competitors fell in the semi as well. Brilliant. Absolutely, how brilliant! A double is that? Bradbury. It's a double Bradbury. So I heard this yesterday, and it was in fact. Um, I should know yeah, that because I, I had I have had him at a conference. Uh, oh, have as, you as a speaker? Really? Mm. Yeah. Did, what did all the other speakers? All fall the other like? speakers <laughs> fell over. We got left with him. I <laughs> uh, love it. Um, so yeah, so that was the. It was fascinating because somebody said, "Hang on a minute." He shouldn't filthy right up because the only reason he made the final yeah. is because they all fall over in the semi spot as well. On, How on. cool is that? Hey, yeah. I'll tell you, and just thinking about the Bradbury, have you ever seen the film Eddie the Eagle? Yes, I have. It's Isn't brilliant. Isn't that a brilliant film? It's brilliant. I mean, when you think about... What Nathan, it, Nathan Edgerton? Yeah, uh, the name Edgerton's. escapes me, but I, 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 look, I don't know why. I only thought of it because of sort of a Bradbury similar sort of thing, right? And not very good at what he does, but sort of... Oh, anyway, I did no, it anyway. He, he, was, he was outstanding. He, he was very brave. For, oh, yeah, for, too right. For a bloke yeah. who or, couldn't see. Or really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because he was on a death wish every time he took off. Taron Edgerton. Oh, Taron yeah. Edgerton. Mate, and it also had a Hugh yeah. Jackman in it as his I'm alcoholic Correct. Coach. Yeah, I'm going to go and watch it again. It's a good so, film. Um, I, I am going to go and have it, uh, another squiz at it. So, hey, can I talk about just something really nice, a nice little topic? Um, we talked earlier in the year about the... Uh, uh, with Ross Stevenson about the very sad departure of uh, the greatest satirist. Uh, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. John Clark, um, John Clark right? Um, would have been John Clark's 72nd uh, birthday this week. Mm. Well, he would be then the same age as Meatloaf is today. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, he would probably sing better than Meatloaf There's too. a par- parallel universe yeah, for Oh, you. my God, seriously. <laughs> um, but uh, what's happened is apparently his family owned a little tract of, uh, of land down at Phillip Island, um, which I know He's that right? thoroughly go down and enjoy. And his um, lovely wife, Helen, has decided to donate. Ah. Um, what did he do on said patch of land? Oh, I think he was, he was a bit of a... Uh, he was a, a, a nature lover. Mm. Like, and in fact, I think he passed away in the Grampians. So, and I never... I never, ah. I never I've never found out how he passed. So whether he fell or had a heart attack or... I, I don't know. And I... I I don't need to know. Um, it's just very sad that he's no longer with us, um, as brilliant as the man was. Um, so, uh, so they pay tribute to his memory by donating uh, land on Phillip Island for flora and fauna conservation. Um, it's been given to the Trust for Nature. And um, uh, it just says on his second, uh, 72nd birthday is a bright spot in a currently very dark world in terms of the donation piece. Thank you to his widow, Helen MacDonald. Um, I'm sure he would approve of this. A fantastic birthday present. We miss you and your uh, wry humour and wish there were more like you. And that actually was written by uh, somebody from Bo Morris. So um, I just think a lovely a lovely way for the family to celebrate his life. Um, it's a win for the naturalists and the, conversa- and the conservationists and, uh, and a win for the flora and fauna. Just on um, the SMS, SMS, Scotty, on the text machine. Oh, well, we heart, had one. Heart attack, apparently. 
Oh, really? Now, was he a bird watcher? Yes. Do yeah. you know what I learned uh, during the week? Do you know what a bird watcher's called? And a, a and prolific photographer of um, bird uh, birds. Birds. Yeah. Of the feathered uh, of the, variety. Of the uh, feathered and uh, natural variety. Do you know what a bird watcher's called? Um, uh, I learned this during the week. Uh, I think I've heard of it. I can't recall it's it. It's called a... Um, I've just forgotten. <laughs> a snitcher. A snitcher. A snitcher. No, then I haven't heard of it because I don't. I didn't know that. A snitcher. A snitcher. Yep. Pretty sure I'm right, or I might be describing oh. something else. <laughs> okay. No, um, I'm pretty sure a snitcher. Right. Is, is, is a bird watcher. I'll just look it up. It's not not in the same category as your your old mate who is the the uh, waitress. <laughs> 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 Well, oh, no, a snitch is an informer or a thief. I must have that uh, wrong. Uh, <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, okay. And there's another sort of type of uh, snitcher sort of sounding word. I don't think it's that either. So yeah. um, we might give that a pass. Hey, do you know there's an old mate in Tokyo? A twitcher. A twitcher. A twitcher. Not a snitcher. Isn't a that, twitcher. But isn't a twitcher somebody who sort of sits there and twitches? Yeah, <laughs> but they'll do that while they're watching birds. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You've either made that up again. No, you look <laughs> it up. Twitcher. Righto. Twitcher. A twitcher. Not snitcher. Uh, well, I'll make uh, in Tokyo. He's got a Chinese uh, restaurant. And uh, he has uh, he got a bit tired of people thinking that his food was no good and there was no one in there, so he's gone and uh, grabbed a whole lot of mannequins <laughs> and dressed them all up. <laughs> so these ladies with all eight Chinese style dressing and a girl in a komodo uh, among those seated at his tables, right? <laughs> But 16 of his customers are actually mannequins he's placed um, to ra- randomly at tables to keep diners from getting too oh, close. With these mannequins, the restaurant looks busy from the outside. Oh, very good. So, but uh, you'd be, uh, imagine if you were the waitress, though. I mean, you're standing there just saying, what would you like? And they just didn't answer you. She's <laughs> 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 a rude near tonight. <laughs> no good. All right, Scotty. Well, look, um, I know you want to play one final oh, I do. song. So we might go out so we've on, run out on of time. song. We'll, that gone no, today? We'll, we'll play it. So if you, you want to give us what this is. Well, this is just another one of those. Um, my uh, my dear old dad, who uh, was the um, anniversary of his passing uh, this week, and um, had a, a day thinking about him on the on the 31st, and he was a great lover, and in fact, his nickname was uh, Pavrotti. Because ah. he sort of looked a bit like Pavy, Luciano. Yeah, so uh, and he loved the music and uh, and the three tenors, and it's something I've also enjoyed. So, as uh, in memory of my uh, my dear old dad and um, and me, uh, you know, thinking of him and enjoying this music together, which we did, um, we're going to go out with um, this beautiful rendition of Nessindorama by the three tenors. Lovely, and we'll catch you all next week. See you guys.